Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of From Religion to Relationship. It's your girl, Jade. Let's jump into this episode on Proverbs 31. What's up, everybody? Welcome back again to another episode of From Religion to Relationship. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't know which episode this is, but we still in season two, so let's do it. Um, Y'all... I was I went to a birthday dinner this weekend with one of my friends and it was one of her friends birthday and while we were at dinner there a conversation started up about um just the bible and the word and we were just talking and um the birthday girl she was asking me about Proverbs 31 well she was asking the table about Proverbs 31 and um just you know, about who she was. And, um, you know, shout out to her because you definitely inspired this episode, sis, if you're listening. Anywho, um, and that conversation pretty much made me go back and actually read Proverbs 31 to really, like, uh, just remind myself what type of woman that she was because when asked about this, my immediate thought was, I'm definitely not there yet. And, you know, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I realized that maybe I didn't even know her like that to even say that wasn't me. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, dang, like I'm not even giving sis a chance. Like I don't even know her like that. So let me get into my word and get to know her. So, of course, I went back and I read Proverbs 31, verse 10 through 31, which is called the virtuous wife. Um, that's what it's there's different translate translations of like the the title of that passage, but the virtuous wife. Um in this text, virtuous means a woman of strength. Okay, so I'm just starting there just so that um we know when we say the word virtu- virtuous what we are speaking about. Now Y'all know I made from religion to relationship. I'm sorry. Y'all know God gave me from religion to relationship so that I can tear down the barriers of religion that we were taught as children growing up in the church, things that were just really religious that we practiced, but they weren't really biblical. And it didn't really have anything to do with the relationship with Christ. And one thing about the Proverbs 31 woman or the passage of the virtuous wife is it is often interpreted and taught wrong and incorrectly. Um, When people were to the Proverbs 31 woman in the church a lot of times, they're like talking about just some mild homemaker who just, all she does is stay home and take care of her husband and her kids, which there's absolutely no problem with that because that is a full-time job, obviously, to be a homemaker. But that's not what the Proverbs 31 woman was doing. Um, She was not just a homemaker. She was an entrepreneur. Sis was literally providing for her family. Like, wow. Like, y'all, when I read Proverbs 31 again, my mind was completely blown. Because I'm like, so y'all was just, y'all just been lying on sis this whole time. Like, that's. That's crazy. Like, y'all just made it seem like all she did was just sit in the crib all day. Like, 
Proverbs 31 literally says that she provided for her family and they were not talking about just her cleaning up after them or um, teaching her kids. Like they were talking about financially, she provided for her family. And I think where a lot of people got things confused was they took that part out and they just saw where she took care of her family, which she did that too. Like she made sure that both inside and outside of her home that her family was taken care of. She, um, it says that she was an investor. Um, she made wise investments, meaning that she knew what to do with her money. Like she knew where she could put her profits and they could multiply multiply like this woman was she was dynamic and people just like to see her on a surface level so I'm not taking anything away from the homemaker because baby they literally just added that title to um what's that app called it's LinkedIn they add added homemaker or stay-at-home mom to a link the LinkedIn profile because it's a job like a full-time job that you can't get off of just because it's 6 30. So I'm not saying that homemakers don't have aren't aren't working. They are, but I'm just saying that the Proverbs 31 woman specifically was not just a homemaker. And that's an often a misconception that comes along with religion. Um that you know if you're if you're a virtuous woman, if you're a Proverbs 31 woman, then you're at home with the kids. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. No ham. No turkey. Um, it literally says that while her husband was out meeting with the kings of the nation, that she was making them clothes. It literally says that she went out and bought land for her family. It literally says that she provided for her family outside the home. It said that she had strength. It said that she worked in the field. Like, Sis was like really making sure everybody was straight. And I was like, dang, like I, I feel like the type of woman that I am, I often think to myself, like, am I too, like, I'm not going to say am I too independent because when you get married, you, you do lose a sense of independence. Like you can't just be so like, oh, I'm doing this on my own. Like, obviously I need my husband and we need to like do it together. But I, I used to think to myself, like, I'm doing all the trying to get all these, you know, degrees and stuff, you know, buying homes and stuff. Like, you know, am I doing too much? Should I be waiting on my husband? No. Proverbs 31, like, really opened my eyes and let me know that this was really God's will. That me thinking of buying homes and investing my money in the proper way now before I have a family is actually what a Proverbs 31 woman is, is what this scripture is actually talking about. Because she wasn't just thinking about herself. At no point, really, was she just thinking about herself. She was constantly thinking of ways that she can... Um, build wealth and generational wealth and wellness for her family. And outside of the home, she made sure that um, she was making the money and bringing home the bacon or the grains. And um, she was into fashion. Sis was making clothes. Like she was always thinking of ways where she can provide and better help her family. She was that helpmate to her husband. She was not just in the home at all. And 
that let me know that any time that God lays something on my heart for me to do, whether it's financially or whether it is um the home buying process or whether it is um when I do have a family, you know, taking care of my husband and taking care of my children, all of these things um make a proverb 31 woman. It's not just about you know, what we do inside the home and taking care of our fam our, our families, which of course is still important. Um some things to know about the Proverbs 31 woman. Now, sis was strong. She was a virtuous woman, which meaning she was a woman of strength. However, she knew when to ask for help. She did not do anything alone. And in the in the actual passage, it says that she had uh, maid servant maid servants, which of course we don't have servants nowadays. I mean, we might have someone come help us, you know, from time to time, tidy up our house a little bit, but we don't really have maid servants. However, just because we don't have maid servants doesn't mean that we don't need help. And a part of being strong, like actually being biblically biblically strong, is you being able to be have the humility to say, I need help with this, or, you know, I'm struggling here and leaning on your godly community for that help. And not just like, you know, um, I can do it alone. That's not strength. That's pride. And I think a lot of people kind of get, um, there's a misconception about strength. Like there's a thin line between strength and pride. Um, I think that people see strength as, oh, she can do it for herself. She don't need nobody else's help. She's strong. That's not strength. That's that's not strength. That's pride. Pride is not, we don't want to be prideful. We want to be strong. And sometimes we get our strength from, you know, our godly relationships and our godly community. My sis might be able to help me out with this. Um you know, I might be able to call my sister and get some prayer, you know, because I'm really going through spiritual warfare and I got to pray the heavens down with my sister. I can't do it on my own. That is strength. Strength is in numbers. Um, She knew when to say no. Mm-mm, I can't do that right now. I have a lot on my plate. I cannot do that right now. I cannot give that that, that my my full attention. Um, obviously, as a single woman, it, it differs a little bit from a married a married person. Um, but I can definitely see where, you know, we get married and we have to, you know, make sure that our family and our husband and everything is taken care of before we take on these extra outside tasks. If it's not really like, you know, helping the family, we might need to prioritize. Okay, well, I... I can't come out to dinner tonight. You know, me and the kids doing family night, me and my husband doing family night. And even as a single woman, you might just have a lot on your plate. Please do not be afraid to say no. Saying no is not mean. It's not nasty. But we do need to be able to set boundaries with people. Like, that's very important. And that's a part of being a virtuous woman, knowing when to self preserve, knowing when to say no, knowing when to set that boundary and say, you know what, that's just too much for me. I can't do that right now. And maybe even outsourcing. You might write resumes, but you just have 12 resumes to do and you really don't have time to do those. And somebody comes and asks you to help them with their resume. Sis, you might know one of your girlfriends, one of your church members, you know, somebody at your job that do resumes as well. Don't don't be afraid. It's enough money in the world for everybody. It's enough business in the world for everybody. Please do not be afraid to put your friend on, to put your family member on, to put anybody on. Like, that's, you know, 
that's what God likes to see any anyways for us to glorify somebody else, you know, letting them know like, hey, you know, I know I really appreciate you coming to me and asking me if I could do your resume. But, you know, I just have a lot on my plate right now. And I actually want to give your resume the attention that it deserves. So since I can't do that, my homegirl, she actually does resumes, too. She does a great job. And if you don't mind, I'll pass your information along to her so that she can give you a little bit of help. There's no harm in doing that. That doesn't make you less of a person to me. Me personally, if somebody just tell, like communicates with me and tells me, like, I just can't do that. I can respect that because what I don't appreciate is when somebody does something for me and they don't really do it to the best of their ability or I can I know it's rushed or I could tell that they didn't really feel like doing it and then it, it kind of turns out sloppy. That bothers me because you could have just said no. Um, Another thing about the Proverbs 31 woman, again, she wasn't just a housewife. Like... <laughs> Listen, no shade to the men, no shade to the men, no shade to the men. But I watched a couple of sermons about the Proverbs 31 woman from a man's point of view, and he was wrong. And it's not all of them. It's not all of them. It's not all of them. But I'm just saying, do not twist this verse to make it fit your life. Teach the word of God. Like, teach what the Bible is actually you know, saying, don't just make it fit what you want it to fit because you want to have a stay-at-home wife. If your if your wife wants to stay at home and she would like to, to be a homemaker and you guys agree upon that, that's one thing. But don't say that that's, you only a Proverbs 31 woman if you at the house. Because Miss Mamas was out here working, okay? She was an entrepreneur, okay? Baby was getting to the bag, all right. <clears throat> so let's just get that misconception out of our head. Like tradition says tradition is wrong. Tradition is religious. Okay. It's giving religion and God isn't happy. We don't like that. Um, she had multiple streams of income. Like it wasn't, it wasn't just like, oh, I'm just going, I'm going out to the field. I'm going to get these oats. I'm going to sell them. And then I'm going to, you know, have that money for my family. And that's it. No, 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 no. Miss Ma'am was buying land in the field, making clothes. Like she had multiple streams of income. She was trying to get it from all facets so that she could take care of her family. And that's one thing that really, really like spoke to my spirit about her because I was like, wow, like. That's crazy. Like this whole time, I'm just thinking that she's this meek woman and she's strong. Like she is out here like being innovative and, and, and taking chances to, to provide for her family. And it made me relate to her better. It made me realize like, wow, I was so quick to say that's not me. But you know what? That is me because I would like to have multiple streams of income. I work hard. I'm thinking about my future family and how I can invest for them and how I can, you know, have money set up for my kids to go to college or do whatever that they want to do. And I'm excited to be a homemaker and take care of my husband and my children. But I'm also excited to show my children, you know, how to provide for themselves and, and set up some generational wealth so I can teach my kids how to keep it going for our family. You know, that is a Proverbs 31 woman. Um, My good sis Beyonce said, strong enough to bear the children and get back to business. Now that line gives me Proverbs 31. Okay. It, that's what it, that's what it gives because 
you know, that's, that's women for you. Women, you know, um, having babies and then six, just a mere six weeks later, cause six weeks is not long enough to be with your newborn. But anyway, you know, having kids and then six weeks later, going back into the office and killing it and going back and producing and going back and being an asset to their company or going back and getting on their entrepreneurial tip and, and, and outselling themselves month after month after month. You know, that's that's what women do. And, and, and that's what the Proverbs 31 woman was doing. Um Proverbs 31 is not just talking about our wives. It's not just for just, you know, as soon as you become a wife, then you can talk about being a Proverbs 31 woman. No, because God is preparing you. Like if marriage is your portion, not even just if marriage is your portion, a pro- anybody can be out here providing for their family. It doesn't have to be your daughter or your son. You could be out here making sure that your siblings are okay. You can be out here making sure that, you know, um, I've, I've seen this so many times on social media. I'm my parents' only retirement plan. You could be out here making sure that you work on your butt off so that your mama don't have to go and clock in to nobody's clock no more. That's a Proverbs 31 woman. Because you're not just thinking about you. You're thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the generation. You're taking care of your family. Like That's really what the basis of a Proverbs 31 woman is. So a woman who graciously takes care of not only herself but her family as well and that's I like I feel like that's what I strive to be I feel like that's what most of my friends strive to do not we're not we're not just trying to you know um, sit around and just wait for things to happen. We're out here trying to go get it for ourselves. Give me a moment, y'all. I'm about to open up my Bible and actually um, turn to the scripture because it was a couple of verses in here that I just want to discuss real quick. So if you just give me a moment. Let me see. This is taking longer than I thought. I'm sorry, guys. Let's see. Okay. Okay, so Proverbs 31, 10 through 12. Look, we're going to start there. Who can find a virtuous wife? Who can find a wife of strength? For her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does not, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. So pretty much what they're saying in this verse is she's a faithful, she's a faithful wife. Um, I'm pretty sure not both um, 
physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, she is connected divinely to her husband and her husband only. And not only that, but he could trust her. Like he 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 knows that, you know, my girl, she gonna she gonna make sure I'm straight, you know, she gonna take care of me and she gonna take care of the kids. I don't have nothing to worry about. I don't have to look over my shoulder, make sure that she doing what she gotta do, because I already know what's up. That's pretty much what that's saying. Like she's just a faithful, she's a good wife. So he will have no lack of gain. Uh, I'm sorry. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. This right here, pretty much saying that this is not afraid to get dirty. Like she is not afraid to go out and do what she has to do and work hard. She's not afraid of hard work. She don't, she don't care nothing about dirty hands. She's just trying to go out here and get it. She is like the merchant ship's. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is still night and provides food for her household and a portion and a portion for her maid servants. So this right here is saying pretty much when it's dark, um, it might be like early in the morning, she'll go out in the field and, you know, gather food for her and her family and also for her maid servants. Because, see, that's another thing about a virtuous woman or a woman of strength. She's not just concerned about her again like she's concerned about taking care of everybody around her and making sure that everybody you know has a portion of the pie and everybody is taken care of she's not selfish she's very selfless like she is concerned about the benefit of everybody and that's another thing that I really really that really brought light to what this verse was and something that I feel like doesn't really get talked about um Again, like I just kind of feel like this verse is always talking about a wife and how she's supposed to just, you know, just be at the house taking care of her family. But that's not how could you say that and have read this verse like that? It No, like I, I've even seen people go as far as to not really take their friendships as seriously being a wife and a mother. And that's a no-no too, because in the Proverbs alone, Proverbs mentions the word friend 23 times. And that's more than any other book in the Bible because friendship is important. Godly community is important. It is important that we pour into our friends. It is important that we have that godly community and somebody to go to when we're struggling or when we're having good times. And we can't just avoid friendship. Like, that's very, very important in the Bible to God. It's, we were not meant to do life alone. And they did not just mean your immediate family. He meant friends. Like, we need, all need friends. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. Again, like going out, this is an investment. She considers a field and buys it. From her profit, she plants a vineyard. This is this is like making an investment on something and your return profit, you start another business and make that lucrative. Like she knew where to put her money. She knew where to invest her time and her energy and her money to make it profitable for her and her family. She was she was wise with her money. Now, one thing that God really laid into me about is my finances. Like literally as a woman, one day I was driving and I might've been thinking about money at the time. And he, this might've been like 2019, maybe even 2020. And 
all of a sudden, God was just like, you know, one day you're going to be taking care of a whole entire household and your husband needs to be able to trust that financially you're going to make the right decisions for you all. And I was like, wow, like, that's true. Like, I can't just be, I can't just be, um so impulsive with my spending and with my money habits. Like I really need to have some self-control in this area so that I, that I know that when it is time for me to be a wife, that my husband knows that, you know, financially I'm going to make sure, you know, we're straight. And I don't mean that in a way, like, um, I'm making all the big bucks, which I might, I don't know, but I just mean that in a way that my household is going to be taken care of. All the bills in the house are going to be taken care of. Anything that we need for our home, that I'm going to make sure that the money is in a savings account in case there's an emergency. I, I just won't be out here frivolous, frivolous, frivolously spending on myself or my children or him that I know, okay, I know how to budget my money pretty much. Or I know where to make an investment where I know it'll be a good return on us or where to have discernment to say, you know what? We don't need to do that. Like that doesn't, that might not be the, the best of looks that he can trust, you know, that, um, that his helpmate is going to be able to make those sound decisions with him. And he doesn't feel like I had to make all the financial decisions by myself because my wife is terrible with money. Like that's pretty much what God was trying to reveal to me with that. Um, she girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lint does not go out by night. This verse, to me, the in her lint does not go out by night. What that said to me was that a virtuous woman her faith is unwavering. Like it just because things get a little rocky, it she still believes it that it's working out for the good of her and her family, according to the word. Like it, that's what that told me. Like she's not so quick to just give up just because, you know, things get a little rocky. She like, okay, well, you know, my plan didn't work, so God must have something bigger. That's what that said to me. Um she stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hands to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. Again, again, we see my girl caring about others over her. You know what? Like, I really love it here, y'all. Because again, like this, when I when I read this again, it just clarifies so many things like people got this, they took this verse and made it into something totally different than what it was meant to be. Like, first of all, they, they, it is called the virtuous wife, but they're not, this verse is not just talking about wives. Any woman that is out here with a heart like Christ and she wants to give to the needy and and she wants to make sure that those people that are less fortunate than her are taken care of. She on her that's a virtuous woman right there. That's a virtuous I don't care if she don't never get married. Maybe that's maybe she don't want to. Maybe that's not her portion. She's still a virtuous woman. Look at her. She out here providing. She out here taking care of the needy. She out here still taking care of her family like a virtuous woman. Period. Um she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. 
She makes a tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates. When he sits among the elders of the land, she makes linen gar- garments and sells them. Again, an entrepreneur. Like, not only was she making clothes for herself, uh, a tapestry for herself, but she was she was dressed in fine linens in purple, which back in those days, purple pretty much meant like you were well off or you were royalty or something like that. But she's making garments for everybody else. And she is selling them. You know, she, again, making a profit off of them so they can take it back to her home. She's out providing for the family. Like, she's out here making sure that the family is taken care of by any means necessary. She's not just... Um, going off of her husband's income, she's trying to make sure she got some income to, to add to the household as well. I love her. And supply sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom and on her tongue is the law of kindness. <sighs> now this one I got to work on. Y'all, because I got a smart mouth. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if you could tell or not, but I definitely have a smart mouth. And I can be a little snappy sometimes. But this is pretty much saying that this woman, she, nine times out of ten, if you came into contact with her, you're going to, you're going to, you know, come in contact with somebody that's being kind and nice and, and having something positive to say. And I could be more like her in this sense, someone that, you know, um, just kind of even if things are going wrong around me or I'm just having a bad day that I still act from a place of kindness because that's what Jesus will want. And that's the type of woman I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Okay, so in my study Bible, um, I like read from my study Bible because in certain excerpts, it'll explain like the verse. So this next verse, verse 28, it says, her children rise up and call her blessed and her husband also And he praises her. So it says that the description of the wise woman of strength ends with the testimony of those who knew her best, her husband and her children. Her children bless her and her husband praises her, shining her with honor. Pretty much me like you're like all these acts, the way that you took care of your family, the way that you made sure that you provided for them both outside and inside the home and made sure that you um just did what you had to do as a member of the family, as the matriarch of the family, as 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 the uh the the neck, quote unquote, um, result in her husband being pleased with her and praising her. And you know, my wife, I got a good wife. My wife out here, she makes sure me and my kids good. She always taking care of us, cooking for us. She out, she out, um, you know, making clothes and selling them and bringing bringing the profits back home and making sure that we're all taken care of. I love her. And then you know, her her children saw that. Her children saw. It says that they blessed her. Um, they just saw that their mom was a hard worker. And one thing about about me that I always see myself as a wife is really teaching my children um, hard work and, 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 and what that means and what that looks like. And not just telling them by mouth, but showing them by action. Because I feel like... It's one thing for me to tell them, hey, kids, y'all need to work hard. It's another thing thing for them to 
physically see me working hard and what it takes and the dedication that it took and the sacrifice, um, you know, they might not always appreciate it. I'm, I'm sure I didn't always appreciate it, you know, as a young child, but the older that they get, the more they be able to appreciate, you know, my mom was a really hard worker. She really made sure that, that we were okay. You know, she, she, um, worked very hard in her businesses at her job. Like, you know, I want them to see that so that maybe they will be inspired to do the same. Um, I can't say if they will or they won't, number one, because I don't have children, but because we all have our own free will, but I can lead by example. It says her children rise up and call. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, many daughters have done well, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord shall be praised. Okay. So verse 30 is probably the most important verse out of this whole entire passage because it is it's the beginning. It is the but a woman who fears the Lord will be praised. That's number one. That's the reason why she did all this, because she feared the Lord and she wanted to make sure that she was pleasing to him. And so she went out and she provided for her family and she took care of them in the home. And, and um, she kept her faithfulness in him. And she believed, you know, with all of her might that the Lord would take care of her and her family as long as she did what she needed to do. But she did it because of the fear of God. Like that's, that's the, that that's really like, it's at the end of the passage, but it's really the beginning and the foundation of what this is. Um, and I think that's great. And the last verse, of course, give her the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. I didn't think I didn't not plan on coming on here and reading that whole passage, but I had to. I had to because. Again, like I just I just wanted to talk about how like what the Proverbs 31 woman really is. And I also wanted to talk to the women who felt like oh, I'm not. I ain't, I'm not a stay at home girl. Like I want to go out and work. I want to go out and pro- that's what you're supposed to do. That's what you, that's what your heart should want you to do to go out and make sure, you know, that you're providing for your family. And if you are um, a stay at home mom or a homemaker, male or female, you know, if it's on your heart, start that business, start that business, start, start generating income for your family from your home. You know, if you, if you have the time, if time permits you to do so, because once again, stay at home parents, full-time job, you cannot get off. If time permits, if your children are old enough, if they're a little bit more independent, go ahead and start that business. So you can get that money generated. You can provide for your family. Don't, 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 you know, put yourself in a box because the Proverbs 31 woman, she was not a woman in the box, honey. She was thinking outside the box. She was innovative. She was out here. And I just want to inspire you all to go back, go back and study, go back and read the word. If you, if something just don't seem right to you, like why? That don't even sound like, because the thing that made me go back and read this was the fact that I recently read Ruth. Well, you guys, I have I have a um you guys know that I have a episode on Ruth. And Ruth is another woman of the Bible that people refer to when they're talking about a wife. Um but the thing about Ruth was that sh- her hard work is what made Boaz notice her in the first place. Like her being out in the field providing for her family is what made Boaz 
Like, who is that woman? Like, is that a woman out there working in the field? I like her. Don't mess with her. Make sure you come back every day, Ruth. Like, it was the hard work that... It was the hard work for Boaz. You know what I'm saying? And so that made me go back and read Proverbs 31. Because I'm like, if hard work is what got Boaz to notice Ruth, then how did we get to Proverbs? And all of a sudden, you know, that just goes out the window. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that don't make no sense. And I went back and read it. And sure enough, that's not at all what was going on in the scripture. I was like, you know what? Religion, I rebuke you. Um, yes, I would just encourage you. Like, if something just if you if something just doesn't sound right, go get that clarification. Because I had I have I have already had people tell me like people think that the Proverbs thirty one woman was meek, but she was strong. Like she was really really you know that girl. And I was like, yeah, she was that girl. But going back and reading it again, it really just made me realize what a misconception people have of that and how tradition and religion has kind of washed out the word of God. It happens. I found this on the web. Wow. Sorry. It happens a lot. It happens a lot where, um, people kind of along the way have, twisted the word of God to make it fit whatever they wanted it to fit, whether it was a misogynistic agenda or if they want just anything like they kind of made it fit to what they wanted it to be. But go back and read it for yourself, because one thing about it is you can't. You can twist it. For your own meaning, but once you go back and actually read that thing, and you and it's just on plain paper, it's really not much like to argue about. Like you can't argue the truth. This is the truth. This is the living word. Like, if you have any doubts in your mind about anything, go back and read it for yourself. Go back and ask God to to when you're reading it to read it with a new mind so that you can really receive it, you know, as his true word. And 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 that will actually dive you deeper into a relationship with him if it's it's just the fact that you're seeking the truth. Um so yeah, that's that was today's episode, Proverbs 31. It has been a pleasure. I was so excited to record this episode. I didn't even plan on it, but it was in my spirit. So I decided to drop the episode. Um Yeah, thank you guys for listening as always. I'll be back next time. You guys already know where to find me. You can find me on Instagram at From Religion to Relationship or please feel free to email me. I would love, love, love to hear from my listeners at fromreligion2relationship at gmail.com. If this message blessed you in any way, if you learned anything, pass the message along. If you want to, you know, share the gospel with somebody else, please pass um, this podcast along to anyone that you feel it might be a blessing to. Until next time, it's your girl Jay with From Religion to Relationship.